Warriors, this is the Epilepsy Spectrum, your short and sweet stop for all things epilepsy. I'm your host, Tiff the Titan, and thank you for joining this collaborative journey into overcoming epilepsy. If this is your first time here, then welcome to the Epilepsy Tribe. We connect here every week to learn from each other, embrace epilepsy in our lives, foster community and relationships, promote advocacy, and highlight what's new with epilepsy. Hello, everyone. Today, we have Mike Garash joining us from Saskatchewan in Canada. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. What we're going to do today is talk a little bit about your journey with epilepsy. Tell me just a little bit about how you were introduced into the epilepsy world and about how old you were when that happened. Well, basically back in in 1999, uh, so that'd make me about, what, 23 and was uh, in a, involved in a car accident and basically was just coming on the highway back from a town from Prince Albert to about an hour away from Saskatoon. Uh, unfortunately, we all fell asleep and we hit a lovely concrete culvert in the ditch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all survived, uh, but unfortunately, I stupidly wasn't wearing my seatbelt and Basically took a took a massive blow to the head, uh, fractured the C two C three vertebrae, mm. and then uh, yeah, basically the blows to the head uh, were caused by my epilepsy, which was then diagnosed in like two thousand one. Okay, so how long between the injury and uh, did your epilepsy occur after that? Well, it was roughly about three years. Okay. Yes. It took a while. Sometimes it can actually take days, it can take months, it can take years for something like that to show up. Fair enough. Yeah, it was something that uh, uh, I think I had little possible auras, but in 2001 is when I was driving home and, yeah, passed out basically and hit a post on a busy street. Thankfully, I didn't hit anybody. Mm. And that's when I was technically diagnosed with uh, post-traumatic epilepsy. Okay. And that was, wow, you had another car wreck. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tend to be in car accidents. Well, hopefully you haven't had any since then. Um, And you were in the construction business. um, Correct. Whenever this happened. So that took you away from that. And you're into weightlifting a little bit more now. So did that come from like what you were dealing with, with the post-traumatic epilepsy? Did that kind of lead you into weightlifting? Definitely. Just, I guess, because, you know, I, I lost the car or I lost my driver's license and, you know, I wasn't working and there was a gym about five, ten minutes walk away and just, you know, got into a little bit of the fitness role, weightlifting and, and kind of been stuck with it forever. I really fell in love with it, you know, mm-hmm. not only helping the body, but to believe in it, helping in the mind. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I used to work out all the time and almost in an unhealthy way. Like I would do it twice a day and <laughs> before work, after work, and I would do like fasted cardio in the mornings and, you know, I, I was really fit. And then I know everybody, you know, at some point says that they're like, Oh, I used to be all fit and blah, blah, blah. But you know, I really did. I gave it everything I had and it was like my stress relief. It was therapeutic. And then totally. I started, yeah, I started hurting my joints. Um, have you had any issues with your joints since doing that? Knock on wood, not 
too much. I've, I've had some shoulder issues and, and uh, the rolling of my ankle and actually a stupid bicep tear. But when I was mm. just unloading some garbage at the dump stupidly after a workout when I was, you know, pretty fatigued where I shouldn't have been doing that lifting after a workout. And, and yeah, just some injuries. But I kind of feel like regardless health-wise, you're going to have different injuries as you grow. True. Yeah. Good point. So do you think weightlifting affected your epilepsy at all? You know what? I, I really do. I think it has done nothing but help just with the mind and body. You know, I, I nag to friends, family, you know, not to just get big and fit or anything like that. Get at it to, to help internally, help the brain. You know, I'm really all about how that brain and gut all work together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have to modify exercise at all, do you think? Because of your I don't feel like I have to, you know. I, I put it all together and, and pretty much working the full, full body day after day usually. And as far as supplements and protein, I know I've always worried about that for myself when I would work out and when I was trying to get more protein in because there's a lot of fillers, you know, in medicines and in food for that matter. So do you always buy organic protein or what kind of supplements do you prefer? Yeah, I, I definitely kind of fall under the table. More organic, the better. And I really believe in totally taking all the vitamins. I think that has a high end of helping me with the epilepsy. Do you still have seizures right now? Knock on wood, I don't. I have the odd aura feeling, but it really seems like that's where I feel like the, the vitamins and the way I eat possibly comes into play and maybe helping it not go any further. But yeah, knock on wood, uh, it's, it's been a long time since my last seizure. I'm assuming, I don't know, a couple years ago. I have my driver's license back. Awesome. And yeah, it's going good. So hopefully it's just the odd controllable aura. But that's when I feel like the vitamins come into play to help. Mm -hmm. what you put into your body you know it heals the body and feeds the body what it needs so that makes sense yeah totally. so you at one point i remember you had told me that you were trying to wean off of your medications and yes be because you had also mentioned that with post-traumatic epilepsy sometimes you can grow out of it right like once right. the insult to injury is kind of removed and your body's healed like the seizures could go away so tell me a little bit about that process and what got you into that well, basically, it just got me into like the vitamins, just into reading a little bit more research about the gut and brain connection. And then, you know, I bought a book that, you know, it was all about seizure activity and natural ways of going about it and helping reduce the seizure intake and getting everything fueling right from the gut and brain connection again. Do you mind if I ask what book it was? Not at all. If you give me a second, I will just dig it out. <laughs> I love your accent, by the way. <laughs> I like yours as well, oh, too. I have a country You're dialect. Welcome. I'm very country for America. <laughs> yes. So the book is called In Treating Epilepsy Naturally, A Guide to Alternative and Adjunct Therapies. Nice. Okay, who wrote yeah. that? That sounds familiar. Patricia A. Murphy. Okay. I can send you a picture of the cover if you like. Please do, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and for anybody listening, they may be interested in that as well. But um, just a little disclaimer. Of course, we are not doctors. 
Um, so we are not advising this for everyone with epilepsy or anything because some people can't do it and it is always better to talk to your doctor just to be safe. Um, exactly. Every epilepsy is different. Every person's different. So whenever you started weaning off of the medication, were you slowly doing it as you yes. were making changes or did you make the nutritional changes first? Well, basically got going with the nutritional getting really going with with the vitamins and the correct foods I could possibly eat it. Then I was slowly weaned off one of three of my medications. You'd still take two right now? I still technically take two medications. Gotcha, good. Okay. Yes, it, it is something like, you know, actually on uh, next week I, I have to see my neurologist and, you know, I know it was discussed being possibly silly to even think of going off another medication. Mm-hmm. I'd like to just hear her thoughts and give my opinions because, yeah. I don't know, it's a battle or epilepsy, so I kind of feel like I want to keep challenging it in different ways to see if I can beat it. Yeah. Yeah. In which I am, but I'd love to be off another medication because of its side effects. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that you just want to challenge it, right, first mm-hmm. off. But, but yes, the, the nasty side effects. Uh, one of mine has been causing me some health issues lately. And I've been on this medicine for 30 years, Depakote. And my blood work has been off. So I've had like a, a low white blood count and my MCV levels are up and, you know, a couple of other things. I'm not real knowledgeable about it, but I do know that the Depakote is causing it. You know, I've been experiencing some symptoms and I'm trying to figure out, you know, is this something I need to address? Do I need to back off Depakote? It can be hard to make that decision for me because in January, it'll be the first time I've driven in like 10 years. Good for you. Yeah, so I'm I'm almost scared to go off the Depakote, even though it might be causing issues, because I'm like, there's so much freedom with driving. I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> it makes sense at the same time. Yes, if things are improving, of course, why do we get off of it? But yeah, yeah the side effects of these meds kind of, I almost hate even reading about them, but mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense the way some things are feeling at times. Yeah. Whenever you started going off of your medications, did you have many seizures while you were trying to do this? I didn't, and but it felt like the aura feeling was coming into play mm, fairly quick, like a, about a good week after I hadn't taken my meds or, or sorry, slowly decreased them. Things were feeling le- like, yep, that's the aura, but only for a day or two according to my brutal memory, roughly a day or two. And I was very, very drained, very tired, Mm. but it improved. You know, I still have my times a day where, you know, I I am drained, I am tired, but I read benefits for our brain if we have that nap, Mm -hmm. if we have a little rest for even 20 minutes kind of thing and lay down and rest that brain. I believe it's those things that help as well. It's very helpful. Yeah. I love my naps, but I don't get many of them. It can be tough, hey? Yeah. What kind of auras do you have? Can you explain the feeling? It almost feels like being in an elevator, kind of uh, where it's almost where before you get nauseous, you almost have that uh, feeling in your mouth where it's difficult to talk. Mm -hmm. And it just seems to be always like... uh, different thoughts of remembering that or the deja vu feeling 
that mm-hmm. was all me. Kind of the whole beginning again of where I was first diagnosed. I remember that deja vu feeling. Mm-hmm. But now it doesn't, knock on wood, it doesn't go into the next level of a seizure. That's good. I'm so happy for and, you. Yeah, yeah and I, I believe in almost like, yeah, everything that I've put into my body, vitamins, nutrition, to really help with that, you like, know. Yeah. I guess, you know, I did have a surgical procedure. I guess it was originally being unsuccessful, but things are working now. So I look at it as success. Yeah, for sure. And was it just a, uh, did they do like a laser surgery or? Basically, it's, if if I'm right, it's, it's, uh, 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 it was a full surgical procedure snip of the hippocampus. Okay. So if you look up hippocampus and what it does in the brain, that is where I'm lacking all of those. From the memory, number mm-hmm. one, to many different feelings. It's, it, you know, I, I know that that part is injured, basically. Right. And isn't, is that part associated with deja vu and with spirituality or is that the frontal lobe? I, the front left temporal lobe, if I believe right. Okay. I get those mixed up sometimes. Me too, still, again, yeah. and that's where I get to blame my surgery with my memory issue. Yeah, I blame my drugs. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Sounds worse than it is. I'm not on recreational drugs, just epilepsy yeah. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we could get into that even a little bit. Because nowadays, we're reading the benefits of cannabis. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I just actually had an interview with um, someone in the UK that... She's a chemist, so she's, like, researching and studying, like, ideal environments and the genetics of cannabis. So it was really interesting asking her about that and how they kind of figure things out so they can use it for certain elements. I actually went to a, uh, a university documentary slash talk by the, the neurologist that, that I had was putting it on actually who was a little when I when I said something about cannabis it wasn't something he went too deep into here in Canada everything can be a little slower with different things but Mm -hmm. anyhow this was all about cannabis for babies to children age nine max and how cannabis was successful and helpful so basically right from birth they were going talking about if this baby has epilepsy and going into cannabis and the benefits and the success and whatnot but Mm -hmm. it was it was interesting but yeah just from the issue from babies to to children yeah i mean i believe that plants and food are our medicine i've always stood firmly by that so i don't see anything wrong with it i wish it was legal everywhere i'm with you now and i tell you what it wasn't something that i was you know maybe i tried it in my grade nine a little bit and wasn't Mm -hmm. something i didn't want to be one of the followers doing that and then when i did try it why not i you know i nothing is moving forward i had an unsuccessful surgery a good friend of mine has cannabis let's try it out and yeah long story short successful helpful but again i believe in the helping of the way i'm 
living healthy, mm-hmm. doing everything again from my vitamins, how many do I take, and to the way I'm eating. Mm-hmm. So, if we want to add cannabis in there, there's just another help to this freaking epilepsy issue. Yeah. And, yeah. and for anyone listening that is new to epilepsy, um, basically you've got this seizure threshold and everything you put in your body is going to add to that threshold or remove from it. So if you're drinking every day, you're more likely to have a seizure. If you're eating healthy, eating clean foods every day, you know, you don't have all of those neurotoxins in your body. So you're not building up to this threshold where you could tip over into seizure territory. It's completely important on what you put in your body. I did a really strict diet for a while, and it was basically clean eating and excluded MSG and all of the forms of MSG. I even wrote a book about it, and, it, you know, I didn't sell a whole lot of copies, honestly, because it was kind of a boring book, but... <laughs> <laughs> still helpful. It's Yeah, it's still helpful information, and I was seizure-free for six months straight. But it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's hard to maintain such a strict regimen and have fun in life. So it's kind of like, where do you draw the line of completely not living your life and, you know, choosing one thing over the other? So it was very difficult for me to adjust that after, you know, 25 years of eating junk food and going out and having fun and having a drink every now and then. So it was very difficult for me to maintain. Definitely. And I, that's similar to me, you know, when this whole issue with epilepsy began, I was stupidly drinking <laughs> way too much, mm-hmm. you know, on my ball trips, you know, I was, I was on a fast pitch softball team. We did a lot of traveling, a lot of traveling, and included a lot of drinking, a lot of drinking, and, and not uh, that it's beneficial for anyone, but anybody with the brain issue, it's, it's no help, that's for sure. For sure. Well, especially if you're on meds. I mean, they interact too. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, on the upside, I'm kind of a cheap date. I can drink two beers and be drunk. So at least I don't have to take in too much alcohol whenever I do. (laughs) One of the things I've learned too with the clean eating diet and all its vitamins, but it also taking the actual vitamins see technically i take five six seven eight nine different vitamins so vitamin c b2 vitamin d turmeric omegas zinc magnesium biotin and last but not least niacinamide so one of the things that is huge with niacinamide that I learned is the way it helps that brain. And it's huge with a lot of depression. It helps with many things. So any side effects of those dang drugs were taken, I believe this niacinamide to be a big help. Really healing with that brain and being happy and feeling good. And I think it's really helped with the brain injury. Well, the depression is a major side effect of a lot of meds. But what's the difference between, like, the niacinamide and just the regular niacin? Well, the niacinamide, I know number one is you don't get that flush feeling like you will from straight niacin. Mm-hmm. and But it's got a lot of the similar same benefits and a couple more that it seems to just help even more with brain injuries. Gotcha. Can I ask why... Um, biotin is biotin. I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I work in a pharmacy. I should be able to pronounce yeah. this one. Um, biotin. Is there a reason why that one is in your list? Good question. It's something I swear that was in that book that I mentioned. Um, I know it really helps just with the body and it converts carbs, proteins, and fats to energy so that when we have that low energy, thanks to the 
our epilepsy is or the blaming of the drugs again, it can help with the getting the energy level, supposedly. Mm, okay. Well, that's awesome. So um, would you mind to list those off again if anybody wants to go grab a pen and paper so you can write these down, hit pause, and he's going to mention these again for you if you want to make a note. No problem. Vitamin B2, straight vitamin C, vitamin D3, turmeric, the omega-369, zinc, magnesium, biotin, and niacinamide, N-I-A-C-I-N. A-M-I-D-E. And like he said, organic is always better. And if you're on medications, always be sure to check for drug interactions because even over-the-counter items, vitamins or allergy medications, just about anything you put in your body can interact with other things you're taking. So if you're listening, just be mindful of that if you do choose to supplement your diet or supplement your treatment regimen um, if you're looking for something like that to help out with your seizures. You're seizure-free, you're driving, you just every now and then have that feeling that doesn't go into a seizure. Um, Right. That's great. And how long have you been seizure-free? I believe it's roughly, I'd have to look up some notes, but roughly a year and a half. Yay. Thank you. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, mine is about, about the same time frame, just a little bit longer. Mine was on September 5th. I remember the day it was after my doctor's visit, and I I had a brand new doctor. She's amazing, by the way. She hugs me at every visit. She's an advocate. She's into research. She's on the board of Epilepsy Foundation. She's just fantastic. She's the reason why I'm seizure-free. Bonus. Yes. She's amazing. With post-traumatic epilepsy, whenever you did have seizures, did you have tonic-clonic seizures? Well, it seemed to be, like, that's the thing. I don't personally remember any of my seizures Hmm. so it was basically going by um waking up into a bed of sweat Hmm. um or even to really gross people out yeah sometimes i would urinate in in my bed yeah that's Um, pretty common yeah that's why i don't mind saying it It wasn't just me you know yeah it it was but at the same uh, same time it would be something during the day where i would have that aura feeling i think it would be just the aura then sometimes if somebody was around yeah i seen you have a seizure but there wasn't too many people that did have to see me have a seizure right yeah so it was always just it was really it wasn't the same when i was in i before my surgical procedure in calgary alberta we have a a seizure monitoring unit a very nice one where it's basically four bedrooms in one big walled out area and we're all hooked up and technically there for a minimum 24 hours Mm -hmm. i spent i don't know two or three weeks there and and they did the seizure monitoring to see where and i gather it was showing different spots because then they were going to, they did a internal electrode thing while I was in the seizure monitoring unit where they put the electrodes right on your brain through a surgical procedure again. And, and then uh, that's when they find out exactly where to do the cut. Mm. And then I went back for the surgery. Gotcha. I mean, I can imagine that was pretty painful. Well, it, I, I remember only certain things. I, I really find it interesting some of the ways they go about doing things, 
trying to get you to have a seizure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're off your meds and they're slowly doing things from a strobe light to keeping me awake for 24 hours. That was a difficult every second day. They tried to keep me up for 24 hours mm-hmm. and uh, and doing different things. Like I say, the strobe light to just different tests, like to get the brain having to work and seeing what it does. And then you got a button to press if you feel like you're going to have a seizure. <laughs> And I don't recall pressing the button at all. And I still ended up having a surgery. Hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you're seizure free now. Thank you. Yeah. If you had to give any advice to other people with epilepsy or newly diagnosed patients with epilepsy, what would you tell them? Live clean as possible. Drink lots of water. Get every possible nutrition and vitamins into the body. Don't be afraid to have a nap during the day. That brain, especially us with the brain damage or brain issues, need to relax that brain during the day. Don't push yourself too much and keep challenging it. Don't just say, I got epilepsy and that's how life is and put the head down and don't do anything. Challenge it and benefits will come. Yeah, that's that's great advice. Definitely. Eat right. Take care of yourself. Challenge epilepsy. Try to get past it. Push further. I love that. That's great. Great. It advice. works. Well, Mike, thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate you sharing your story. So, Anytime. I'm happy to hear from you. All right, everyone. That was Mike Garash out of Saskatchewan, Canada. He was talking about post-traumatic epilepsy and his experience with it. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a message. I am all over social media at Epilepsy Podcast, and I am recording your stories all month long to celebrate Epilepsy Awareness Month here in the States. If you would like to share your story with me on the show, please reach out, send me a message, and we will schedule a call, and we'll try to get you in before the end of the month. Also, feel free to let me know what you are doing to celebrate Epilepsy Awareness Month. If you have some projects or campaigns that you would like me to share on my social media, I'll be happy to do it. Just send it my way. I hope you have a great week. Remember always, fall down seven times, stand up eight. Peace.